this knowledge that I have, I don't have to share with my own children. They don't have to come out of my womb for me to have an impact on their lives. Hi, I'm Anna Olson, and you're listening to We're Not Kidding, a podcast devoted to sharing stories surrounding the child-free life. As a life coach, I'm passionate about helping women feel confident and empowered in their choice not to have children. And I believe that by sharing our stories, we help break the stigma. So let's dive in. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I'm super excited for today's guest, who is not only a friend, but also a Wink Club member, a fellow child-free advocate on Instagram. If you don't follow her, I hope you will after this conversation. Her name is Diliana Gajova. And yes, welcome, Diliana. Thank you for being here. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I'm super excited to share your story. So To start, I guess I'm curious, like when in your personal journey, did you come to knowing you didn't want to have kids? So it happened two years ago for me, but I feel like the, the idea behind it probably goes much, much further back. There's a point like where when you're a teenager, you're told don't have babies, don't have babies, don't have babies. And all of a sudden you turn like a certain age and it's like, where are the babies? And I'm like, yeah, my entire life. Don't get pregnant. (laughs) And now I'm fresh out of college. I'm getting my feet under myself and you want grandchildren. Like, how does that work in any way, shape or form? So I think one thing led to another. And I was always using the word eventually. And then in 2021 and the summer of 2021 certain events happened and kind of opened up my eyes to the question that I realized I've never been asked by anybody and that was do you want kids versus when are you having them I'm like why is there such an expectation of a woman having children period there's no one going hey do you want kids like are you planning to have kids like what does that plan look like for you? There's no talk of it. Mm-hmm. And it just, it kind of got me thinking and rethinking. And I spend months, literally months, crying in my shower, <laughs> trying to figure out what was wrong with me for not wanting kids and not having this like urge to be maternal or urge to like reproduce or like, I never had like, oh my gosh, my ovaries are screaming moment when I saw a baby. Granted, I've seen plenty of cute babies. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like, great. I hold the baby. I'm fine. And I just give it back. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like it kind of like washed my hands of it. And I remember my brother and my sister-in-law got got married. And all of a sudden it was like, everybody was asking them when, 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 when. And to myself, I thought about it. I was like, why, why would I like add to this constant asking when I can see it made her feel uncomfortable? They're not there yet. Like, why would I add to it? I'm like, whenever it happens, it happens. Never mm-hmm. yeah. think that like they didn't want children, but I didn't sit back and be like, hey, do you want kids either? So there was, there's this societal expectation that 
we are just made to have kids and that is our only purpose in life and if we don't have these children women are unfulfilled and unsatisfied with their lives and they're sad and lonely and they're gonna die alone at the end of the day and I sit back I'm like I have four dogs I have a husband I have a job that I love and I get to travel what part of this makes me an unhappy unfulfilled ungrateful lonely childless woman none yeah I'm happy I'm just thrilled to be living the life I'm living yeah I love that and I love how you set this up in terms of like even going back to the fact that growing up you know I had the same messaging it's like don't get pregnant for my Catholic upbringing it was like abstinence don't have sex you know like all this stuff and then all of a sudden it's yeah you are expected to get married, have kids. And, and it's really interesting to think about that. It's like, when is that transition period where you're supposed to like go from the expected, not having sex, not having like anything. And then all of a sudden you're supposed to just be like, okay, well, uh, it's now it's time to have kids. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. We're not the Virgin Mary last night. Like this, it doesn't miraculously happen. And that's the other thing is like, it takes so long. It is such a process. I mean, there's women out there who are having trouble, like conceiving and mm-hmm. fertility issues and everything. And they go through rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds of IVF and then get and get pregnant. But those are also the women that are wanting to have a baby. They're wanting to be mothers more than anything else. And so there's a difference between that willingness and want to do it versus unwillingness and unwant to do it. Yeah. So going a little bit deeper into how you came to this decision, which for you, as you said, is is somewhat more recent, like what were some of the reasons that have impacted your decision not to have kids? So I remember uh, there was a whole talk in 2021, like about what are the benefits like moms get after, you know, when you get pregnant, you have maternity leave of a certain amount and everything. And here in the U.S., these are facts. This is not anything political, by the way. <laughs> I'm not trying to make a political stance. But here in the U.S., you don't get nearly as much. Like, you don't have a federal paid maternity leave. There's no federal regulation over paid maternity leave. So there's companies that will offer you maternity leave of certain amount And there's other ones that won't. Um, I have a close acquaintance whose maternity leave was about six, eight weeks, and it was unpaid. We're all gung-ho about having babies all the time. But once these babies come to be born, it's like, oh, well, I feel you're on your own. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Another reason that really played a part is climate change. And that was a big one for me. I think I send you a link to that um, plaque in Iceland that was put up in 2019 that talked about the, the glacier that used to be in that spot. We're talking 2019. This was four years ago. When we went, it was only two years ago. You're like, oh my gosh, this is happening the earth is getting warmer. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that like Iceland is one of the places in the entire world that's warming up 
faster than anywhere else. The more the earth warms up, these glaciers that are sitting on top of these volcanoes are going to melt and they're going to end up in our oceans and they're going to warm up the oceans and the life that is in the oceans is going to completely change because their ecosystem's changing. Another one is just the challenges of being a parent to me. Mm. It's just like having baby and be like, oh, this is going to be a human that's like perfectly raised and everything. No. I mean, come on. I'm a nanny and I know this. Like, <laughs> I get to see it firsthand. Another one, postpartum. Mm. There's so much with postpartum that just blows my mind. When my best friend was pregnant, um, yeah, I I made sure after she gave birth, I would call him and be like, how are you doing? Like, mm. I don't care about the baby. She's fine. I know she's fine. She's got you as a mom. How are you doing? Oh. What are you doing for yourself to keep yourself calm, to keep yourself collected, to like recharge your batteries in between this? Because I knew she wasn't sleeping. She was up every two hours, feeding, pumping. And she would always be like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, are you sure? Are you just saying that? Mm. And I would just keep at her because I was just like, I don't want you to lose yourself because you are still you aside from being a mom. And I want you to realize that, yes, you are a mom and you will be your entire, the, the rest of your life. But you're also my best friend. You're also going to be your husband's wife. You're also all these other things that don't involve your daughter. So like, don't make it all about her. Like focus on you. And my may sound selfish, but if you're able to fill your cup, you'll be able to fill up everybody else's around you. Self-care, in my opinion, is like extremely important and you can't do it alone. Yeah, I love that. I love that you, you know, were there for your friend in that way. It's a good reminder of just checking up on on the people with kids because it's not easy, especially in the country that we're in with the nuclear family. And it just sort of puts so much more even on parents. It is. And the expectation of women to do everything, to keep a house clean, to cook dinner, to be the 1950s housewife ideal and work and raise a family, bear children, multiple children, because, you know, one child is never enough. And those expectations that our lovely society likes to put on us is unattainable. Mm -hmm. We don't expect that of men. Right. Whereas like somehow women have to do all this work out, take care of themselves and not be depressed, not go through postpartum. They have to be happy, put a smile on their face and be welcoming and just the perfect hostess. I swear in my head right now, I'm picturing WandaVision with Wanda <laughs> welcoming her husband's bosses <laughs> that first episode. Right. Yes. <laughs> that is the expectation. Yeah. You're right. And like, it's so interesting because I'm thinking back to the conversation I had with um, Peggy O'Donnell Huffington on her book and she, which she shares in there that there's um, that phrase, having it all was actually which I feel is like what we're talking about. Like yeah. women are expected to have it all, which has come to mean be a mother, look amazing, uh, have a career, like have it all. 
And yet it was coined by a woman who didn't mean it for that. She wasn't a mother. She was talking about um, young women and like sexual exploration and careers. And it had nothing to do with becoming a parent. And then how quickly it was taken and turned into what we know it as today. And yet it still has never applied to men. (laughs) No, never, never. The double standard between like men and women, how they're viewed, even in the workplace. Like that's another thing. You go through pregnancy and you're expected to like have a job when you come back. That's not always the case. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, you're a mom. And how does that diminish my contributions to your company? Right. Yeah. And I know when we spoke earlier, um, you mentioned your best friend who, you, you know, you were there for when she had her child. Um, what was your experience when she first told you that she was pregnant? So this was after my moment of who would have kids in a world that's crumbling, literally like the actual planet is crumbling moment in Iceland that I brushed off. And then I get home and I receive a very happy, I need to talk to you phone call from my best friend. I'm like, yeah, sure. What's up? She goes, so, and I knew at that point, I was like, you're pregnant, aren't you? She goes, yeah. She's like, but not only that, I'm further along than I thought. Back up. What now? So she goes to tell me this. And there is a moment of like, pure joy. And instinctively, my heart just like sank. I was like, hold up. I thought we were going to do this together. <laughs> like, right. Like, fine, fine, fine. Maybe the next one. And in my head, like, I, I was excited for her, but also, like, I hung up the phone with her. And my first thought was, oh shit, I have to tell my mom. Hmm. And I was like, great. I just felt the pressure without even having to tell my mom. I was like, here it comes. So you're next. Am I like, why does my best friend being pregnant equate to, hey, it's your turn. The two have nothing to do with each other. Yes, she got pregnant. She wasn't planning on getting pregnant right now. They were planning on one day to be parents, but it was never the intention to have a baby before they got married. It just, it happened. So I got to thinking, I was like, is it going to actually happen? Because why? Like, what have I ever been asked the question, do you want kids versus when are you having them? And I got to thinking, I was like, I don't think anyone has ever asked me that. And I still remember vividly, when I tell you vividly, I can see it in front of my eyes right now, driving down 95 from Nova from Northern Virginia down to Richmond area, like just that stretch. I was driving down, it was night and I can see all of like the lights in front of me, just like having this like major light bulb go off moment where I was just like, I don't think I want kids. Mm. I was like, well, what's wrong with me? I was mm. like, no, that, that can't be it. So this feeling just like spiraled into months of me going back and forth, going 
literally like I, I would like at the end of the day, I would like collect my thoughts. I would like look at what my day was like and I would look at how I came home and what my evening was like. And the two just like, it just made sense in my head. I was like, I'm happy. Like I get to relax. I get to recharge. I get to wake up in the morning and do it again. If I have a kid right now, I would be working with children. I would come home and have to take care of my own on top of our dogs, our life, regular life. We wouldn't have room for anything else. I've never really had that moment of like my ovaries are like, ooh, ah, over babies, right? As I mentioned earlier. But also that biological clock that's ticking apparently has never really had an effect on me. I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, okay, cool. So come her baby shower, I sat there, like I planned with her mom, like we planned the thing and everything. And there is a point where we're setting everything up right before like the guests get there. And my mother looks at me and goes, when am I going to get to do this for you? Mm. And part of me just like wanted to be like, never. It was on the tip of my tongue. And at that point I knew I was like, I don't want kids. It took me four months to realize it. And probably it had been there long before, but to really think about it for four months straight and to finally just like say it. I didn't say it to her because I was like, no, no. Maybe eventually I will tell her, but that that was not the time or the place. She was already in tears for not having me be the one she's throwing a baby shower for. And then later that same month, my husband mentioned the fact that he doesn't want kids. And it was like this like, weight lifted off my chest I was like oh my gosh I can finally say it out loud I was like I don't want kids either yeah and it was like this moment of like of like a sigh of relief I was like oh my gosh I don't ever have to worry about this like I don't have to worry about what what you're going to think because there was another reason why I'm like well what if Jason wants kids I'm like how can I like be the woman that does not provide him with children then he's like well I don't really like kids I was like fair (laughs) I'm curious, like being a nanny, like, do you feel like there has been added pressure when people who have expected you to have or want kids also like combine that in with the fact that you're a nanny? Do they compound or not so much? I I, I think they do. Like there's a point where like, you must be learning so much about having your own children. I'm like, yes. I'm also learning of what not to do if I do have my own kids, which I don't plan on doing. <laughs> like at, the, at that point when I was getting asked before I made my decision I was like it is the best birth control to be in child care <laughs> and you're like okay I'm like, why don't I have kids like I would come home so many times like after a day filled with being around kids I'm like oh my gosh I'm so glad we don't have kids and like we've had pregnancy scares like mm. you know being late one one month and you're like, oh no, that's like your first thought because everybody's first thought is so you pregnant. No, but I do think that like being in childcare is a great way to not want to have children. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like for some people, it it does the exact opposite. You're around kids. You learn so much about being around kids that like everyone assumes. So because you're nanny, you're like learning all these things. And you're going to be such a great mom. No, but I feel confident in what I can teach children. Mm. And this knowledge that I have, I don't have to share with my own children 
they don't have to come out of my womb for me to have an impact on their lives. And today was a great reminder of that. And I, I know that I've made a difference. And one of the little kids in my care, she told me today during lunch that she has adjusted making sure that her clothes are in her hamper before she goes to shower. And I'm like, that's brilliant. <laughs> You're almost five. For the fact that she came up to me and be like, this is what's happening. And I'm like, mm. you were able to make this little bit of a change because you know I'm going to get on you for making sure that your stuff is where it belongs. <laughs> but it's like little things like making sure they're organized, making sure they're polite, making sure they're well-mannered, making sure they respect their elders. And those are important things because they were hounded when I was a child to me. And I have great respect for the people around me. And I will see the good in people, period, end of story, any day. I will consider you a good person until you prove me wrong. Hmm. So I want them to be able to do the same thing. Like I want them to see the good in people and make sure that they like people until they're not likable anymore. And I feel like I'm able to do this and impact their lives and having their mom tell my mother and my family that I have made a great impact and I'm teaching them things that they wouldn't learn at school mm. is like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing my job. And I'm glad that I get to be with this family that I've been with for four years. Like, yeah. I'm so lucky to just be with them and to be part of their lives and for them to be part of my life. Hmm. That's really beautiful. Yeah. So it's just, it's like, it's a little bit of a pride thing. I'm like, yeah, I get to do this. And I get to have this little human look up to me and be like, you're my nanny. And I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way either. Oh, yes. Yeah. Talk about leaving an impact. Yeah. Hey, listeners. I am really excited to announce that I am launching an eight-week program to help you create your child-free life vision. I'm taking my experience from coaching numerous child-free women and condensing it into eight specifically targeted weeks that will set you up to live your most fulfilling child-free life. Deciding you don't want kids is a huge step, but it's just the beginning. For those who have kids, there's a whole road mapped out. For those who don't have kids, the future isn't quite so straightforward. And so that's where I come in. With my coaching skills and experience coaching other child-free women, I'll help you create a vision for your most fulfilling child-free life based on you, your goals, dreams, and desires. If you're listening to this thinking you don't even know where to start with goals, dreams, and desires, then this is the exact program for you. There are three spots available for the month of May. You can claim yours by signing up for the Child-Free Life Vision Program through my website, AnnaOlson.com. Just look for the banner at the top of the page and click there. I'll link it in the show notes of this episode as well. I cannot wait to help you create a vision for your future that you are so excited about. I'm curious, have you gotten a lot of pushback around your decision from friends or family? I know you mentioned your mom has definitely been asking you for grandkids. So yeah, what has that been like? Uh, she's the type of person that like will have like her moments where like she's totally fine for a little bit. And then like randomly she'll like take a day where it's like, so have you changed your mind? She's like, are you sure? Like, what are your reasons? 
I'm like, seriously? Mm. I'm like, why do I have to have reasons? Like, right. You know, wanting one is a reason enough. Like, yes. You know, somebody like eat spicy food if they don't want spicy food, if you don't like it. I may like children, but I don't want them in my house. So true. <laughs> Take them part-time. Perfectly fair. I will do it in a heartbeat. And then my brother, he also kind of pushed back one day. He's like, you know, we get the chit out tree. Why do we have to like rub it in everybody's face all the time? I'm like, excuse me. He goes, it's kind of ironic. You look after kids, but you don't want any of your own. I was like, mm. he's like, it's like me saying I like soccer, but I don't like playing. And I was like, no, it's like you saying you like soccer, but you don't want to play professionally. There's a difference. You can play soccer part-time like with your buddies, but does that make you a professional soccer player? No, it doesn't. Just like me being a nanny and being around kids all the time does not make me automatically a parent. Yeah. And then recently I got lots of pushback from a person that I didn't think I would get it. And it just struck me because I was like, whoa. They're like, well, you know that there are people out there that really want to be parents and that you saying all this does not look good. I'm like, okay, thank you for letting me know how you feel. I appreciate your input. Mm. And I left it at that. I went on with my day and I just kept on thinking about it and thinking about it. I'm like, "Mm, this is eating at me. Like, Mm. no, why? Why do parents get to like boast about their kids, boast about this, boast about that? But oh no, the moment you tell them somebody you're child free, they're like, oh great, but maybe you should keep it on the down low. <laughs> but why? Right. Like you're choosing to live your life with children. I'm choosing to explore the world with my dogs and my husband with no kids. <laughs> it has its challenges. <laughs> child free life is not easy because mm-hmm. of all the pushback we get. Yes. Have there been any books that or resources that have been particularly helpful as you navigated being child-free? Yes. So when I first like started looking into the idea and when I finally like said it out loud and my husband is like on board with it, I did search like childless and like this and that. And I was like trying to figure out which one was like the right one. And then like I looked into like the definitions of like childless versus child-free. I was like, oh, so I'm not childless. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm child-free by choice. And I'm pretty sure the book is called Child-Free by Choice. Oh, by Amy Blackstone? Yep. Yes. I listened to that. I I think I need to re-listen to it because it's just like one of those things. I'm like, oh my goodness. There's other people like me (laughs) out there. Yeah. I'm like, there's books of being child-free. What an amazing idea. And then once I joined Wink, I was introduced, I don't remember exactly who had mentioned it, but Olive. Oh, yeah. Whenever I would ask for a book recommendation, Olive was like on top of their list and I listened to it. And that prologue speaks to my heart. Just like listening to that prologue, I'm like, I can sit here and go, yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes, yes to everything. The other thing that like really hit me was like how much I relate to Olive as a character, as a person. And like, Mm. yes, my friends might not have had like IVF or like, you know, troubles conceiving or whatnot, 
but just the way that like her story with like all her friends and like how they're communicating and like everything and how much it just like shifts as like you know they're grow their families and like when they have little ones and how that changes and how their relationship changes I'm like man why have I not listened to this it is fantastic like it is one of those books that I will go and listen to it over and over again because Mm. it's just such a good like it just makes me feel so good and even though like I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody who wants to listen to it or read it but like even towards like the end of it like everything just kind of like falls into place she's still a child-free woman not gonna go into specifics like I said I don't want to ruin it for anybody another one that I really liked was um the nine lives of Rose Rose Napolitano yes ma'am yeah it's so good those are like the non or the well the fiction ones versus the non-fiction ones being right the child free by choice I am really interested in picking up Ruby's book. Uh, yes. And the history of women without children was, is that the one that's coming out? Oh my gosh. You did just an episode with, with her. Yeah. Without children, the long history. Sorry. I should have talked in the microphone without children, the long history of not being a mother. Yes. yes. I, I want to like pick it up and I'm, I'm going to find it on audible because it's next on my list because I'm like I need to hear it and Jason's like wait you want more books to like <laughs> like yes yes I, yes yes I do yes <laughs> you know because it's more of just like confirming what I believe in and like you yeah have, like these connections through these women that have like taken up space like they, they have lived and they have lived in a time where being child free was like not the norm it was there was so much more to it, but I love the fact that there's a history behind like a communal raising of children, which should be yeah. happening to begin with. And like when you have Peggy on and when she talked about like being like in a communal kind of like raising children, I was like, I feel this. Like, I feel like I'm part of that because of being a nanny. Like I get to do this. Yeah. Have children. And it's like, it's this perfectly like, combination of like, I get to help this family with their kids. And I still do my due diligence as a caregiver and as in a woman who supposedly, you know, that's our only job. But <laughs> but like, it's just like things like that. Like, and it was just around then that like Betty White passed and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. And when I found out that she was child free, I was like, excuse me, Miss Betty White, hello. Like, it just gave me this, like, all of a sudden, like, it was like, woo, mm-hmm. this woman who was like a champion for animals, uh, dog mom this and that and she was child right yes ma'am <laughs> I will take it any day because it just gives you like when you hear all these like big names like Jennifer Aniston and Betty White and I hear these big names and you're like wait they didn't have children but the thing is they people don't think about them twice for not having children right Chelsea Handler gets on and like talks about her not having children and then she gets like shamed and like called unhappy and unfulfilled and all that stuff and then Seth Rogen goes on and says he doesn't like children or he doesn't want children and he's like practically praised for not wanting kids I'm like why are we doing this like double standard mm-hmm. I'm with you so what inspired you to start your Instagram account child free blessings oh just the fact that 
I got a little bit of pushback from like sharing so much child-free content on my own page that it's like, we get it. You're child-free. Can you stop now? No. But what I can do is create another account where I can share this and I can be a voice for child-free women Mm. or child-free individuals. Yeah. And I also got a lot of encouragement from the Wink Club. And I also talked to Marcella, child-free millennial, about it too. I was like, I need your like inside like info because I, I, I'm thinking about it, but I'm like, I'm not a hundred percent sure. And I finally just like bit the bullet and I was like, I'm making it. And here we are. I made it back in January and I've been sharing a few like little bits and pieces. I'll share like quotes that have like spoken to me or like mm-hmm. after that pushback from a family member, I was like, child-free content is getting misinterpreted by people it's not meant for. <laughs> We're not telling you not to have kids. Like parenthood should be a choice and there should be a lot more thought process that goes into having children than not having them. And yet every child-free individual that I have met, they have gone through pros and cons and pros and cons. And the list is long to being like, hey, this makes sense for us. It's not feasible and it's not at the end of the day it's not going to make us happy therefore we're not choosing this path there's this account uh sydney i'd have to look her up but she does these like sketches on like how child-free people would talk to parents it it was reversed and i'm like thank you thank yes you. those are amazing i know i have i think i've like watched all four of them i'm like please 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 keep going because these are fantastic yes they're brilliant (laughs) (laughs) but yeah my goal is to be able to like share child-free content that is not only created by me but is also created by other child-free content creators yeah I believe that we need to have a voice and it's I'm done with it being feeling like a taboo subject and being like oh no I have to be like hush, hush about this. The funny thing is that like telling someone your child free that you just met is so much easier than telling somebody who has known you your entire life and kind of expects like you're going to have kids and you're like, um, no, that's so true. That's like my experience. Like people I have just met, they're like, so do you have kids? No, I don't plan on it. Just comes right out. Yeah. Like, People that literally have known me my whole life going, so when are you having kids? I'm like, we'll see. Eventually. Right. That's my favorite word to go to. Eventually. Because it's so like open-ended and no one like goes, but like when? Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's my my way of going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Eventually. I'm not necessarily saying no, but I'm not necessarily saying yes. Just an open-ended, interpret it as you wish. <laughs> I know my truth, but if you don't want to hear it, I'm... that's so true. If you don't want to hear it, Marcia Dret Davis calls it like the dysfunctional cha-cha-cha. Like, you know, <laughs> people are going to hear what they want to hear, and or like not. So, yeah, pick your battles. 
exactly. I'm like, today is not the day that I'm going to go into full on explaining to you why I don't want children. Right. I want to be part of the conversation to get this if and when to be distinguished mm-hmm. for us to stop saying when, when we talk to couples and start saying if, hey, would you like to have kids? Is that in your plan? That is one insightful way to ask somebody if they're planning on having kids. If they say, yeah, maybe one day, then you can be like, oh, if they say, no, I haven't really thought about it. Let it be. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be like follow-up questions. And the other thing that really bugs me is like, whenever you have a kid and the question is, so when's the next one? Because one's not enough. Like, let me see how I feel about this one first <laughs> <laughs> to decide if there will be a sequel. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> A sequel. I love that. Like, and yeah. there are people who are like, okay, one and done. Like, we've like reached our limit, and they know this, and they're like, that's it. Like, I'm cutting myself off. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, as a child-free individual yourself, are you ever worried about your future? No, I don't think so. And I think part of it is because, like, now not thinking about kids, it has given me a freedom that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Like there's a point where I can pack up, like my husband and I can pack up our bags and move across country with our dogs. Yeah. Without having to think twice about, hey, our kids need to be in this school district and at that town and all these other things, or like we're not picking them up like in the middle of the school year and moving them. Mm -hmm. So there's a sense of, freedom that comes with it so now our futures is whatever we make it be so if we want to travel the world and live in a van with our dogs we could that's what we're going to but (laughs) if we wanted to we could and yeah it doesn't have like we're not tied to a place we get to experience things that not many parents get to experience or at least not until they're like in their 50s or 60s and their kids have gone off to college and they're like oh no we can live our lives well the other thing is I'm done putting my life on hold like I've had to put it on hold for so long because of like one thing or another like getting our feet under ourselves like there's been moments of just like we have to hold off we have to hold off and then I'm like I'm done putting it on hold I get like we have one life to live like why am I not living it to the fullest so I am looking into a different uh career change that as a child-free individual I have so much freedom to actually do this job and not be tied to my kids who are at home And I don't have to worry and try and like make my schedule work. So that way I'm home for school pickup or morning drop off or whatever it may be. Yeah. Particular job that I'm looking into it. There's a freedom and exploration and adventure and so much more to it. And I'm super excited to hopefully get this (laughs) and uh, 
explore a completely new future that I didn't think it would be would be possible at any point. So that's so exciting. And way to go also for like making that change. Like, I feel like it's so easy to get into a career and be like, well, I can't shift. Like I'm, this is what I'm doing, but you're taking that leap and you're like going for what excites you. And I'm so excited for you. So congrats. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Is there a message you'd like to leave with the listeners as we get to the end? We have one life to live. If your heart's not into something, don't do it. Your life is not meant to be designed by a predisposition template. Be the author of your own story and write it the way it makes you happy. Mm, That's beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) And for those listening, how can they connect with you after hearing this episode? Um, Find me at child free blessings on Instagram and don't hesitate to send me a DM. I'd love to connect with y'all. Yay. Yes, do it. Deliana is amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast and share your story and your insights. I so appreciate having you on. I'm so glad I was able to do it. And thank you for having me because it means a lot. I'm very honored. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. (laughs) All right. We'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you haven't already, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. This is how we reach more people. And in doing so, that's how we break the stigma. I would really appreciate your support in that and helping this podcast reach more listeners. And if you're someone who is struggling with any aspect of your child-free life, head over to my website and book your free clarity call. We'll talk about how you can start living your best child-free life with intention and purpose today.